Welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. Hello, and welcome to One More Ride with John Bruce. It is Friday, May 8th. I had to look at the calendar about four times to remind myself of what day it was. But I'm starting to figure things out on what day of the week it is. Um, it's It's been not fun on that part. I, I That's big, been my biggest pet uh, peeve, I guess, of uh, the shelter-in-place, quarantine, uh, lockdown, what have you, however you want to phrase it. Um, and, and speaking of things that are pet peeves, this past Monday, you know, we're we're doing the the click list through Kroger, being responsible human beings. I have a I have kind of a, a weak immune system. I might be hypochondriac, but I also I get sick a lot. Um, you know, thankfully nothing too big. But we're we're being really careful with how I'm going about seeing people, going places and whatnot, and. So we've been doing the click list. We put in the order that says we're going to go from whatever time. We have an hour to get in there and and go there. And Well, this past Monday, it was a beautiful day. It was. Um, I, I go up there about 11.55 a.m. Trying to get there for the 12 o'clock time uh, to pick up my groceries for the week. Well... I live roughly one mile away from the Kroger. Maybe. Maybe a mile. I think it might actually be less. I got into a... And we're not we're not really in town or anything. We're, we're right on the outskirts of Chillicothe, Ohio. And I find... I uh, get up this hill to go up onto about a half mile from Kroger. And I'm, I'm stuck. There was a traffic jam... At 12 o'clock in the afternoon, when we're supposed to be inside in the shelter-in-place thing, and there are so many cars out. There's so many people in the grocery stores and whatnot. Like, I, how many people are actually paying attention to this thing? Um, I it just it worries me because it makes me feel like it's gonna it's gonna last a little bit longer than what the original idea was. But you know that's. It's neither here nor there. It just, uh, you really shouldn't get in a traffic jam during this whole thing. Especially in non, uh, 5 o'clock or 8 o'clock. Uh, but moving on. This week on the show, I have a fantastic guest. Uh, his name is Logan Swackhammer. He is, uh, arguably one of the best basketball players to ever come through uh, the Side of Valley Conference, which is where I do my coaching and whatnot. He's he's going to be a junior in college. He's he's, he's transferring away from um, his original school, and we talked about that a little bit. We also talked about some childhood things that he really enjoyed uh, throughout the years. You know, it was just, it was really fun to be able to sit down and talk with Logan. So I, I think you guys will really enjoy that. It's a uh, 
it's a fun little segment. You know, it was it was nice to be able to get out of the house and get into a different studio because he actually has his own home studio, and you know it, it's uh, it's pretty cool to see how creative some people are being during uh, this COVID nineteen situation. But before we get onto that, I was just I I was turned on to the Korean baseball organization, KBO. ESPN is showing it. There there's no crowd, you know, which is I I understand. But also at this point they are having um like banners and kind of like cardboard cutouts of fans like they're actually at the games which you know is is definitely different and my brother alerted me that it was it was possible that you could actually hear some buzzing around in the crowd of an empty stadium and i know it's uh it it's different but there's definitely places where with some of these places where there's not very many people there you can hear so much and it's because there's not noise tuning those people out like there normally would be. So that's that's something really cool that ESPN's doing. Uh, the Last Dance, which ESPN's showing the Michael Jordan documentary, which is doing some weird stuff on people now or that never watch Michael Jordan are now claiming that he's better than LeBron just based on what they've watched in a documentary that Michael Jordan um, produced. Uh, I'm not really sure why that would change your mind. Now, if you always thought Michael Jordan was a better player than uh, LeBron James, then I understand it. You know, it's just watching a video <laughs> done um, by a person, you know, and it's, it's you know, the, the gambling stuff, it, it really looked at him hard. And I think that's something that, you know, I'm glad they did because that was, to me, that was the big reason why he stepped away originally. I'm sure they won't come out and directly say that, but I'm I'm still very sure that that's why. But um, I'm glad to see um, people that people that didn't know how good Michael Jordan really was are at least getting a chance to, you know, maybe have a, a slight glimpse into seeing what some of us saw when we were growing up. Um, it was one of my favorite things to do when I was little was watching him play. He was, uh, he was good. I'm sure he still is good. Uh, even past 50 years old. Um, but you know, if we go to a couple other things coming up, um, obviously not that much is going on overall, outside you know we're all following the news and whatnot but we got a an interesting show that'll probably be coming out on uh, monday or tuesday of next week it's just gonna be it's not gonna be kind of in show canon i guess it's not gonna be like the show is starting to kind of the way that the show's starting to take shape we're, we're testing something out um i sat down with Brock Netter and Derek Webb once again of Southern Ohio Sports Authority and this time we watched a movie I believe I've talked about it before it's called Bad Taste Bad Taste is on is available on Prime Video 
on Amazon Prime. Um, if you have Prime Video, if you look up Bad Taste, you can see it. We are doing a watch-along, which means you can watch the movie and we'll commentate on what's going on at the time and reacting to it. Now, the best part of it is, well, I've, I had seen it. Derek and Brock had not seen the movie. And Brock, <laughs> you can just tell how much he really enjoyed it throughout, especially in the second half of it when he actually was paying attention to it. But it's a... Uh, it's it's kind of a a different thing that we're trying you know we're we're testing all kinds of new stuff out as we're in the early going um i'm i'm thinking of ways to kind of tinker with the audio because there's some a little bit of language stuff in it um just looking to see you know we don't want to make that um cuz that's not what we're doing but it was just we were just so relaxed and and watching it and everything um, then it kind of, it came out of the others. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. So that's going to be a lot more editing. So that that could decide on when that actually does come out. But I think it's worth, uh, especially if you've seen Bad Taste, you'll understand a lot of, uh, the stuff I talk about in it. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, really fun. And, um, like I mentioned before, today's guest, Logan Swackhammer, um, I will have my interview with him. We will have a power tower throughout. And uh, once again, I think it's a really fun listen. So I hope you stick around after this short break. And uh, we'll have our interview with Logan coming up. Hang tight. This is one more ride. All right, this week on One More Ride, I have a local basketball legend, um, Logan Swackhammer, a man of many talents, not just basketball. Um, But that's kind of what he's most known for around the Chillicothe, Ohio area, Southern Ohio. Um, You know, a a bevy of stats we could go through (laughs) with that, of records you had. Um, But kind of what have you been up to lately? Uh, Just trying to stay healthy, man. Sitting here with my family, trying to work out in the garage, you know, the driveway, um, trying to stay ready for basketball next year. Um, mm. But I've been making YouTube videos a lot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I Fly Swag 1, if you want to check that out on YouTube. But uh, I've been doing more entertainment with that, but mm. I'm trying to get uh, some people to realize what the next level is all about as well. So it's been fun. Yeah. And uh, you mentioned that you had talked to Dylan Swingle. Yep. Uh, about it kind of that's an upcoming video right is yeah that, what yeah. is uh what are you guys going to cover in that so we're actually doing the difference between d1 and d2 uh those levels and kind of comparing our experiences and uh, letting everybody know what it's truly about uh that you have to love the game and just going from there i mean i guess you have to watch the video <laughs> yeah um so when you went you went down to flagler is it college yeah flagler flagler, college yep. um and then now you're um moving or transferring moving on um what was the what was the biggest difference from ohio to florida oh uh (laughs) honestly the weather of course everyone wants to hear that i mean everyone knows that the weather in florida is crazy but uh being away from my family was definitely different Mm -hmm. um i kind of look at myself as someone that can live on their own survive like that but at a young age, I just got thrown into it. I mean, I'm in my own house and I'm just like, wow, I have to pay bills today. Like, yeah. what, what is this? Uh, but it was, it was, that was what really kind of like not being able to, my tire flew off my Jeep one time. I got mm. the rotator, I got it rotated in my tires and the guy didn't tighten up the lug nuts yeah. and it flew off. And I was like, 
man, I can't just call my dad right now. Right. I got to do this myself. So uh, that was interesting. Uh, but it was good. It was a good experience. I got what I wanted. Uh, mm-hmm. Just a different way of looking at life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And obviously growing up a lot because oh, yeah. then, like you said, you couldn't call your dad. <laughs> right, <It's, yeah. laughs> he doesn't care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> He's too far away to care. But Yeah, it's yeah. a, uh, you know, I, I've seen a lot of your videos, um, you know, getting to play on the beach, getting oh, yeah. into your buddy's gigantic home <laughs> yeah. um you know it's it's really fun to watch you said i fly i fly swack one yep. Correct? yeah yeah um you know and and there's more than just basketball for logan um obviously you know there's a lot of different things you like to do in life so you mentioned the entertainment side um and kind of information things so what else are you trying to do with um you know your kind of platform uh, I really just want to, I mean, like I said, I really just want to reach out to the younger generation, let them know what it's truly about. Um, I like to make it kind of like a lifestyle, kind of everyday thing where I'm just kind of vlogging, you know, just mm-hmm. my days and stuff. But I really want, at first, I really want to reach out and let, because these kids, I mean, we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Um, they need to know what they don't know. Uh, right. There's a lot to it. There's a lot more than, oh, this coach wants me because guess what? He wants everyone else too. That's yes. good. So, um yeah, if I can just help one or two kids, hopefully a lot more, but realize what the next level is about, what they're getting into, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's that's what I'm going for ultimately. Yeah, and then um, so you're transferring. Um, how is that whole process? Um, it's going good. I thought that at first that it would it'd be slow because I didn't necessarily have the greatest amount of opportunity to show like showcase what mm-hmm. I can actually do. Um, I got to play, but it wasn't, uh, you're out of position. Yeah. Yeah. I was out of position this past year. So, uh, I spoke with my family and they're like, well, you can't expect all the offers you had mm-hmm. out of high school, all those options. Like you might not even get a full ride, you know? And, yeah. uh, that was something I was willing to risk. And I was blessed. The Lord blessed me with a multiple. I mean, I had over a dozen offers nice. and it was, uh, from all different levels. I was getting calls from yeah. D3 to mid-major D1s. It was, it was all levels. It was confusing at first but uh i was just thanking the lord that he still put me in that position to succeed and Mm -hmm. it's awesome been very blessed so as someone who didn't go through the recruiting process like i got a couple letters yeah like (laughs) one school was one school was like hey we want you to play uh baseball and soccer i'm like you're probably not very good then because (laughs) i'm I'm okay do athlete i'm I'm okay at both but um you know what was there anything different this time or is it um, kind of similar to the last time? Um, I would say the biggest difference for me, uh, it wasn't necessarily like with the schools or coaches or anything. Uh, it was definitely me maturing and realizing what I, what college was all about, what I want these other kids to realize, because there's certain questions that you need to ask coaches that mm-hmm. I had no idea that uh, I should ask and mm-hmm. I should know about. And Dylan uh, and I were talking the other day about like, we'd go on visits and you don't have, they're like, you got any questions? And you're just like, I don't, like, you have no idea what yeah. to ask. Like, uh, how many people do you guys bring into the games? Like, that doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. of course it's nice, but like, that's not truly what matters. Yeah. Um, you're just kind of taking in the campus and like, wow, this is going to be my life the next couple of years. But uh, yeah, I definitely, I mean, I even had coaches tell me like, you can definitely tell you've been through this, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, and I was actually, they'd be texting. I just FaceTime and be like, I don't want to talk. Like, I don't want, I want face to face. But so yeah, I made it hard during this coronavirus, you know. Yeah. I don't want to get into all that, but uh it made it definitely more difficult to get on campus and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was still able to 
kind of go on my own to some places, yeah. some of the closer ones, but um, I couldn't take any officials or anything, which is which is okay, but it made it difficult. Yeah. Well, and one you mentioned was half the country away. And, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, yeah. I think it would, 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 would work, but at the same time, you want right. to see it. Exactly. And, um, the positive for you on something like that is you had that experience of being away from your family and everything. Sure. Now, you know, you played division two, um, you know, if for kids that are looking to just go division one and say, that's what I have to do. Do you have any advice for them? Yeah. Um, I had the same mindset coming out of high school, uh, picked up a couple D one offers out of high school and all I heard, especially from the SVC people, everyone's mm-hmm. like basically D one or bust. I right. mean, um, even your friends, I mean, they'll, they'll let you know, do you want to bust? And they have no idea what anything is about. And neither did I. I mean, um, but that's all the media. That's all, like, what you see is all the big D1 guys mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, all levels are good. Um, I would say go watch go watch the games. Get on if you can find Synergy or a Synergy app and go watch the games mm-hmm. of who you want to look at. Go look. If, even if it's, like, a D3 school, go look at those guys because they're legit. There's yeah. A, yeah, there's a legit guys everywhere, and you'll find out real quick. Go to the open gym, run with them. You'll find out what it's about real right. fast. Yeah, and so that that covers for other sports too. So if you're, you know, you want to do soccer, yeah, go to their open, open fields, fields and play with them, and you'll see. Yeah, uh, you'll, you'll realize <laughs> that the level of play doesn't matter. You're playing against grown men. Yep. So yeah, I, I, I remember my first day. I uh, I was going in there, young buck, thinking. I mean, you know, and all of a sudden comes uh, G Viongo, one of my good buddies now. Yeah. But uh, I mean, if you've seen this dude, you'd be like. Who chiseled his stomach? He's got a twelve pack. He's one hundred ninety five pounds. I'm a buck fifty, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna go great. <laughs> this is gonna go great. But uh, we had fun. He made me better. Picked me up full court every day, and I mean, I found out. Like I said, I found out real quick what it was about. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and um, you know, obviously, you know, we we talk different levels. It doesn't really matter as long as you're getting a chance to play, um, making the best choice for yourself. Um, it sounds like you did because it. it really worked out for you yeah. um you know last year maybe not as much but you kind of found yourself yeah and that's sure. you know that's the biggest part of college right. is you know if if you're not going to go to the nba which <laughs> right 60, low percentage yeah 60 draft picks right. every year and <laughs> what like 75 guys have already committed right or not committed but had right, exactly, left yeah. um not all those guys are even gonna get picked so, exactly. you know, you, you had to figure out things and you had to grow in college, which sounds like you've yep. done. And, um, you know, we're all proud of you for that. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, I, I've known you since you're in eighth grade when you came to Unioda. And one of the things I always admired about you was your work ethic. Um, you and BK, Brandon, would right. always be if if you weren't always in the gym by yourselves, you know, coach, e was in there with you. You right. guys were always putting in extra work. Um, so what advice do you have to kids now when you can't get in the gym? Like just find, yeah, find some find, way to get better. Find your own ways. I mean, yeah. there's plenty of ways. Like the other day I, uh, I was doing, I was trying to, cause I'm trying to increase my vert right now. And I was like, I was trying to do where I like drop off something and then jump over like a box jump type mm-hmm. thing. And I had, no box jumps i didn't have anything i was like what can i use went outside on some bricks that were uh, we have set up kind of in our landscape mm-hmm. dropped off that jumped over 
something that's used to hold boards to cut with. Like you yeah. can just find your own ways. Um, uh, I wanted a uh, weight vest, didn't have one of those book bags. I mean, you can literally anything you have around your house, use it to your advantage. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of with a no rim situation. Um, I drove all over the country, I feel like, to find rims. Yeah. I've been kicked off of just about every court <laughs> you yeah. can imagine. Um, but uh, I was fortunate enough, we actually had a rim here from my old house mm-hmm. and we added some concrete, threw it up. So, yeah. uh, but just it's keep something. grinding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep grinding. I mean, there's ways to do everything, basically. If you mm. can't shoot, dribble every day for hours. I mean, you'll get better at something. Yeah, um, and that's that's something we'll we'll talk about with in the power tower segment is kind of childhood memories. Oh, it, yeah. it it kind of reminds you of growing up. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I I remember we would we would find just ways to do games, right? Or or you just play in somebody's backyard or their on their garage. One of the places that I grew up playing and where I really learned how to shoot was Nathan Kaplinger's house, which is Mr. Kaplinger, the principal. Okay. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he was a couple years older than me, and I would just go across the house. Hey, I, hope, the I hope he wasn't teaching how to shoot. <laughs> I've seen him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Uh, at, at the time, he was a pretty good shooter. No, he still can. He still can. Once he got into golf and being just unreal at golf, I think that was – and also hockey. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah. He ta- I was about to say that. Hockey. He says yeah. that he's been playing for a while. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, so it's you, you never know where you're going to learn stuff from. Um, I remember I, I learned the route tree from his house. We would just go out and run routes in his backyard. He never played football. I never played football, <laughs> but I knew the route tree because of you you know, backyard yeah. stuff. Right. Um, so that's something that we're going to talk about in a coming segment. But, um, you know, what have you... Is there, have you been doing anything else besides that, you know, during this coronavirus quarantine? Kind of uh, thing? Not really. I mean, I've been catching up on a lot of sleep because I realized that I lost a lot, honestly, this past mm. year in college and the, the year before. But I've uh, been trying to take advantage of that. Um, and plus, my girlfriend, she's doing Ramadan right now. So oh, I got to stay yeah. up. I got to stay up sometimes. Yeah. With her, but uh, but um, I'm trying to catch up on a lot of sleep and then wake up, work out and try to work out more than I ever have really because mm. I realized when I got to school you think you're working hard but you're really not right yeah you're really not working hard so that's basically all I've been doing mm-hmm. uh, that's about it yeah um uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be right back with more one more ride with John Bruce and my guest Logan Swackhaber Welcome back to One More Ride with John Bruce. I'm here with my guest, Logan Swackhammer. And Logan, we've been doing this thing the last couple of weeks called Power Towers, where we power rank things uh, from seven up to one. Um, we talked about it off air, but what do you want to talk about uh, this week? Uh, I want to do uh, some with childhood memories, uh, because I think that this coronavirus has kind of gave us that sense where we had to make our own fun, kind of mm-hmm. like we did back in the day. And that's all we did growing up. So I just kind of want to relive that. Yeah, I, I, uh, like I mentioned with the last segment, like in the last segment, playing basketball with the school principal, right? Um, right. Who was who was not the principal then, but um, you know, learning different things from him. So that when you brought that up to me, I was like, oh, this will be this will be really fun because you know we all do these different things, um, and kind of see things different. I think family time is really important right now. Oh, yeah. You mentioned being able to be around with your family a lot. Um, now I've been 
hanging out with my mom and my cats a there lot. You go. Yeah. So it's it's been fun. I mean, there's been fun parts, even though it's kind of drives you nuts. Right. Yeah. 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 But um, you know, I'll I'll start off. I'll go seven, then you'll go okay. seven, and we'll kind of play off from there. Um, my number seven would be my paper route. Um, in Norfolk Village, I had it actually started as one paper route, which was like right in my immediate area. And then I we bought out another paper route okay. once I got like <laughs> okay. fifth and sixth grade when I could like ride my bike around everywhere. And it was just, it was so much fun because, but it was also like you think of getting the newspaper early in the morning. Right. Well, during this research I've been doing, it turned out that you didn't have to have your, like, if we played a game, I didn't have to have the score in until the next morning. Like I had to have it in by 9 a.m. And because they would do the newspaper throughout the day and at like noon they would print it right. and then they would Get pass it out. out. Yeah. And I just remember I would come home from school from Bishop Leger, Catholic uh, elementary and then Uniota. Um, and I would go deliver papers and I had friends that would want to do it too. Right. And I was like, of course uh, I, felt, I felt like this big entrepreneur. <laughs> um, You're the guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and, Looking back on it, like my mom folded the papers, she wrapped them, she did everything awesome. except for deliver them. But I, I remember I would go around and we had to collect, which wouldn't happen now. I right, can't, yeah. yeah. But like I would knock on the door and they'd pay me the nine seventy five and for the month. You'd pay nine seventy five for a month's worth of wow. newspapers. Um, and then the maybe my favorite memory of the entire thing was the Gazette. I think it was like either 95 or 96 went to seven days a week. And that's when they started the Sunday paper. Well, since I was technically on the route, they had all the people that delivered come in. My mom didn't go in. I was like 10, 11. <laughs> and I'm in this meeting with the Gazette for the, I was the only young kid in it. My mom, my mom thought it was going to be all these young people, boys. And it was, I was, I was just 10 year old and everybody else was just like, these people doing it for extra money. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. So that was, that's one of my favorite things. Uh, so what's seven for you? Um, my seven is dirt bikes. I used to ride. <laughs> yeah. I got my first dirt bike when I was five years old. Um, I think my dad was trying to let me kill myself or something. Like that thing, man. <laughs> I was, I was reckless. Uh, it was dangerous, but it was so much fun. I just remember my dad had a bike, his buddies had bikes and mm -hmm. we'd go all over the place, um, find tracks. We actually built our own, we had a field out in my old house. Nice. Uh, we built our own track, and it was just so much fun. Like, that's all I wanted to do ever when I was mm -hmm. younger. And uh, we had trails all, all through, like, to my cousin's house, to my uncle's. It was awesome. Um, it was just kind of like a little bit of freedom for me because yeah. I was, I was, uh, I couldn't drive, of course, but mm -hmm. I wanted to so bad. Of course, growing yeah. up, you want to so bad. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of my like freedom to get out and just kind of be on my own, do my thing. But it was awesome. What what kind of neighborhood did you grow up in? So I actually, I didn't live in a neighborhood. Okay. I kind of was, it was kind of, it was off uh, US 35. Okay. It wasn't in the country, but it was, it was all, I was surrounded by mm. on the trees, but I was kind of on the highway. But mm. uh, so yeah, I was kind of, I definitely had to make my own fun. <laughs> I was yeah. by myself out there. Well, I, I feel like with dirt bikes, you know, that kind of, there is a difference in there because I grew up in kind of a neighborhood. Right. So we had bikes. We didn't have dirt yeah, bikes because right. we had roads and stuff. <laughs> yeah. And then when you're kind of more, a little bit more out in the country, you have dirt mm -hmm. bikes where you have more freedom. And I think you learn to do different things. Right. So I guarantee we could do different. We <laughs> yeah. have different skill sets oh, because yeah. of how we grew up. And it's, it's not really anyone's fault. It's just 
I guess technically I'm city kid. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, but time. for my number six, this is there's a lot in this, but I said glow, the okay. gorgeous ladies of wrestling, which is <laughs> okay. there's actually a show on Netflix called no way. yeah, um, where they they remake like it's a remake thing and it's it's actually pretty good. It's just but it's just real ridiculous <laughs> 80s thing. And that mixed with R-rated movies. Okay. Um, because when I was little, my mom let me watch kind of whatever. I mean, as long as there was no graphic right. sexual right. stuff in it, I would be able to watch it. Well, um, I remember we would go up to the IGA, which is a save a lot now off 50. Okay. Um, and they had movies that you could rent. And every single week, I would go up there, my mom would be shopping, and I would just get there and hold the movie Major League. Do you remember that? About yeah, the Indians? Yep. And we would rent it every time. So when they finally <laughs> stopped renting the movies in like the early 90s, they just went, here, you guys have rented it so much. <laughs> and they just gave it to us. That's uh, awesome. And I, I actually was going through my uh, childhood room the other day and found that copy. Wow. Yeah, it's just real beat up, tattered VHS version of it still special to you yeah but it was it helped me kind of just grow up mm -hmm. and you know maybe i have more colorful language because of that stuff <laughs> uh, and the glow thing was like oh my god these women are right like, yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah right but it, it, advanced it, you're advanced yeah <laughs> but i would spend like saturday nights i would sleep in our basement and from the time i was five until I think throughout high school, our parents slept in it. Um, so I was like five till 18. I would sleep Saturday nights in the right. basement and I would watch these movies or this wrestling show. And it was just That's like, awesome. I felt like it, it helped me learn things I liked or whatever. And it's, just, it's stupid. No. But, yeah. I love yeah it. it means but, something to you. Yeah. But like in part of my humor kind of comes from like movie blazing saddles, which could never be made now um, in major league are. I mean, obviously, I won't say the 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 racial jokes in right. Blazing Saddles, but I can I can laugh at the, the dumb white people in it, right? And, yeah, exactly, uh, exactly. You know, and it's 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 stuff that you kind of learn, kind of help build you. So, what what's I your like number uh, six? Uh, so I have going to my grandparents to swim. Mm -hmm. um, I just remember it kind of was just our way of getting the whole entire family together. All my cousins would be out there, um, sisters grandparents of course mm -hmm. um it was just awesome uh we'd go out there and we had a giant like bonsai slide so mm -hmm. it'd be the pool and then this giant slide and i thought i mean i thought it was the greatest thing ever mm -hmm. i thought we had like our own water park out there so uh it really it was just my chance to like like i said i grew out up kind of like out on my own out there on mm -hmm. 35 yeah it was kind of my chance like being with all the cousins was just awesome just uh, mm -hmm. spending our time and running around getting in trouble out there. It was just, uh, kind of I, come yeah. back together. Yeah. 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 I remember I always used to run around and they had a basketball court out front and I'd run around and go play without my shoes on. Cause I was going back and forth to the pool mm. and I'd always skin my toe, and oh. <laughs> rip it up. And it would, I don't know why I'd always do it. I think it's cause I'm pigeon toed really bad. Yeah. I'd drag my big toe and it was, it was so every time my mom's like, why do you do this? Like it was every time I yeah. never learned, but it was, uh, I don't know. It's just something that stuck with me from then on. Yeah. So uh, it was special to me. Oh, I, I remember going place to place and your bare feet, just going into the pools. <laughs> right. And, um, that was, that, that reminds me of when, 
the racket club, which I think is that Chillicothe Recreation Center or yeah, whatever now, yeah. um, when they had a pool, we would, you could kind of do the same thing. And I always remember one of the grossest things to me in, in the world is a wet used Band-Aid. And oh. I, I would always see those in that pool and I wouldn't want to go back. I'm like, done. I'm yeah, done. I that, agree. That and mustard I are agree. like the two, two big things for me. And, oh, uh, you know, we would, <laughs> you, you just learn different things. Like, right. I think one time I probably touched one of those Band-Aids. It was just, it was Can't one of those that was a little too much for me. Um, so my number five, is actually neighborhood sports. Okay, um, yeah. I kind of mentioned that to you, you know, with uh, Mr. Kaplinger and Nathan yeah. um, playing with him, and we would play like street hockey out in the street. And I couldn't skate, but if you'd ever seen this guy skate, he he's an right. awesome ice skater, so he could definitely roller skate. But I would like try to roller skate. I would try so hard. <laughs> I was so bad at it. Like, and it was maybe if it was roller skates, I might have been able to do it. But roller blades? Oh yeah, no, nope. But like the 92 96 Olympics game. And I would organize all these like Olympic games to run in our street. Like we have like, it's pretty close to a hundred meters. Uh, actually our street and our circle is actually almost 400 meters. Okay. Like it's really close. Now we didn't, we weren't allowed to go on other streets, yeah. but we could do that. Well, we would do like hundred meter dashes and stuff and we would pick countries and we would make flags yeah, and stuff. And awesome. I was always Zimbabwe because it was the hardest one to like say and spell. Um, I don't think know, I can't spell that now. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, when I made my list, I had to use autocorrect to find out for sure. So also, you know, we did that and then we would go across the street in the, in the park. We had, um, which is funny cause we still do it, uh, called TBL tennis baseball. Um, and we've done that for, I think last year, last year might have been the fifteenth anniversary. Wow, of it. yeah, that's awesome. Which is we just we just go play, which is funny because that's not really a childhood thing, but we just go play, right. and it's like we have a little league field across the street and just playing baseball. That's and, awesome. And obviously, being in a neighborhood, you can't really play baseball because right. you're going to kill something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I I remember my my next door neighbor. He was like, hey, man, you want to go take batting practice? I was like, yeah. And uh, so I was probably nine or ten. Took batting practice on the field. And I I don't know if I ever hit any home runs. But then he was like 18. He was like, hey, do you want to pitch to me? I was like, yeah. That was the biggest. (laughs) So I'm cranking him. Yeah. Like, I swear he hit my house, which is like in deep, deep center, which is probably like 400 feet away in retrospect. So I'm not sure if he got it. But I remember him hitting houses and just like. I don't think we should do this. <laughs> That's funny. That is funny. Yeah. So, uh, you're number five. Uh, mine kind of goes back to your, uh, paper route thing, mm-hmm. riding bikes, because we ended up, when I came to Unioda, we ended up moving to Chilcothy in town mm-hmm. and I lived in the, in there on water street. Mm-hmm. And so I would go, Gay Fisher and I, I promised we rode every single centimeter of Chilcothy. Uh, it was kind of like, again, it was kind of our thing of freedom. We were, now in eighth grade and mm. that's when you really want a car you really want to yeah. drive go see your friends and stuff but we just weren't at that age yet so it was kind of our way of uh just our freedom getting everything doing whatever we wanted so my dad was always like you can go you can go stay on the bike path uh kind of our street nothing more yeah that was that was my <laughs> way I, I broke all those rules uh i remember one day i was i was riding and i was on the uh we actually started 
on uh, where Gabe lives, mm-hmm. and uh, that's over off Veterans. Yeah, and we ended up <laughs> we ended up near my house on Water Street. Yeah. And I see my mom driving. I'm like, dude, go. We got to get behind the building. We got to go. He's like, what? I was like, I'm not supposed to be over here. But we did just, we would loop around Chilcothy all the time, mm-hmm. see people. And it was just, it was awesome. I remember one time, you know, uh, right where Cost is and yeah. on Western, mm-hmm. that corner. I actually wrecked on that. A car got too close to us Ooh. and I hit the guardrail. And I'll never forget my leg. I looked down. He's like, dude, you're bleeding. I was like, I didn't even, I had so much adrenaline because I was like, not yeah. supposed to be over there. And I just wrecked. But, it was it was awesome. I wouldn't trade that for the world. I think that uh, kind of like growing up, that's kind of like we grew up. Like we kind of went and seen it for ourselves, I guess, mm-hmm. and that like that retrospect. But uh, it was good. Yeah, it was good. I I I love things like that. Um, <clears throat> for mine, my number four is CLC basketball and little league baseball. Okay. So in CLC basketball, which was we play on the hill. That's when before the middle school was there. Um, the middle school was up on the hill. Um, it was seventh right. and eighth grade, right. and we would play before our travel ball season. We would all play together in an intramural league. Each team had like eight kids. I think there was eight teams. There was like sixty kids between fifth and sixth grade, and fourth and fifth grade came together. And fifth grade would kind of you would either go up or down. Right. And I was so good that it was so much fun. <laughs> and of uh, course, it's yeah. always fun. Yeah, and, good. Um. Like, I, I remember in seventh grade being like, hey, you don't need to shoot as much. I'm like, well, then I stopped shooting completely. But, like, before that, uh, when I was – because back then you learned how to be the best player on your team. Right. Exactly. Because, you know, if there's eight teams, their eight yeah. best players are spread right. out, which meant you learn different things, which I, I think is kind of missing a little bit now. Um, but it, it was so much fun because I, I just remember going up to the tournament and my dad – um, before that I'd been like kind of unselfish and my dad was like, Hey, uh, if we're going to win this, you, you got to do this. <laughs> so, a little bit. Yeah. So we ended up getting, uh, I think we ended up getting third cause we lost our last two games, like in the winner's bracket championship and everything. But I remember scoring like 25 points in those games <laughs> and just, you know, just one of those, it was the last time I ever, you know, not the last time I ever scored double figures, but it was like yeah. the last time I regularly did. Um, and then Lily baseball was just, it was, it wasn't fun. Like it wasn't fun. Like in all honesty, like I agree 100%. Well, like I was my birthday at the time, the cutoff date was August 1st. My birthday was July 24th, which meant when I was actually 10 years old, I played as an 11 year old. Oh yeah. And I was a small little Japanese kid who wasn't, right. wasn't like my dad's five, six right. ish. Um, <laughs> He was five six then. He's probably five five now. Um, so I wasn't going to be big. So I'm this. I'm smaller, playing against all these kids that are so much bigger. Like right. uh, when I was ten and playing up, there was a twelve year old who went and played double A baseball. Like wow. it, he was behind. The only reason he didn't make it any further was the third baseman in front of him was Pablo Sandoval. <laughs> So, yeah, so, that's a that's a big difference. Yeah, big so difference. you know, it's it 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 wasn't like it wasn't fun because I got kind of messed around because I wasn't good enough, but it made me so much better as a player. Of course. Um, so, you know, and also my first year we won every year, so we would win, and then when my group would be the older group, we'd either get second or third, and so we were still pretty good, right. but it, we weren't the same. But it was just, I, I learned how to do so many different things. So it was fun. But right. you know, at the time, I just remember 
I, I loved it. And then when I look back on it, I was like, yeah, maybe it wasn't as good, but it helped me in the long run. Right. That's uh, kind of, I kind of can relate to that. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing with baseball. I was a younger one on an older team mm-hmm. and it, I was terrible. I literally was <laughs> terrible. Um, but as time went on, everyone told me that I needed to actually give up basketball and football because baseball was my money maker. You know what I mean? Yeah. They told me I, I batted lefty. Um, I just, I, they told me it was my best sport and I was like, I can't stand baseball. Like, yeah. it, I think it's cause I started out like that. I don't right. know. Like I just can't stand it. Um, but same thing with football. I, uh, I was a younger third grader on a team of just beasts in Jackson. Well, like, I was to say in Jackson. Yeah, too. and the the pee wee program was brutal. I mean, if we weren't playing on the seventh day, we were practicing seven days. Like, like it was crazy with mm-hmm. no days off. But uh, yeah, I got beat up. It kind of toughed me up though. Like I wouldn't change it for the world. At the time, it was terrible going home. Mm-hmm. I mean, they I got I had so many concussions from that. My dad was just like, "Yeah, you <laughs> we gotta go. We gotta go to the ER." But uh, there's bruises all over. But I wouldn't change it for the world because. It's helped me so much. Like now, I'm—I don't want to say I'm so much tougher, but like it's really changed. It's it developed helps. me to who yeah. I am. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, be able to handle a lot more. So yeah, kind of can relate to that. So what's what's your number four? So this builds off my last one <clears throat> of riding bikes. Uh, this rope swing. It's a rope no. swing we found. Yeah, <laughs> I can't tell our secret spot. And I can't you, say it. And, but... you, and you found it because no one ever built one. No one has no, ever no built. No one's ever <laughs> built a rope swing. Of course, exactly. It actually broke one day, and we came back, and it's fixed. Like, it never – it's magical. <laughs> rope swings are magical. Um, but so we would always – like I said, we were going all over Chile, and we were, one day we're uh, riding on this uh, path, and we're like, is that is that a path in the woods? And, yeah, we we went in there. It was Mikey Kleindens, Gay Fisher, and me. And uh, That's trouble. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> Nothing good coming from that group. Um, but uh, we were in eighth grade, and we're like, dude, let's go back there. So we're just – going on this path in the woods and I, I i'm kind of getting scared i'm like dude this i don't know what this goes to we're seeing things you know just like random stuff out there mm-hmm. and next thing you know it comes up to this creek and it's got a rope swing on the other side and we tell mikey to do something he's gonna he's gonna yeah he's gonna do it so we're like i mean mikey you gotta you kind of have to do it like we made it this far you kind of have to go so yeah. he went over there did it he didn't die so we went over there and did it. like it was <laughs> it was a good time it was one of my like we went there every single day it was mm-hmm. we'd go um We'd go to open gyms, come back, go to the rope swing. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was such a good time. It was so fun. Oh, I, I love things like that. When yeah. I was, when I was in high school, my friend Derek Curtis, he had a, he lived in an apartment place off Copperfield Drive, which is like almost all downhill. But in his backyard, um, it was, it was downhill like that, but it also kind of, you know, went down at a weird angle. Well, we just went and got a slip and slide when we were in high school, and we just played on it the entire summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was so much fun because it was going down. <laughs> probably bought like six or seven of them because, <laughs> like, now, well, probably back then, too, they weren't quality. Right. So they would always tear. But it was so fun. <laughs> just those so, so fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, my number three is not even necessarily me, but it was my brother's sports and friends. Okay. Um, like, I, I remember my brother was – um, I, I can remember the other guy. It was, I, I think he was like one of two pitchers ever in Union history to not lose a game pitching. Wow. Like he was ridiculously good. Um, and then he was really good friends with like Matt hoops, your basketball right. coach, one of my best friends and, uh, growing up and, you know, 
being around those guys all the time and watching them play sports was so much fun. And I, I remember I'd, I'd be in my basement and I would do things like my brother. I oh, do yeah. things like Matt. Um, you know, it, it was just one of those, those really fun things. Uh, you mentioned that, that hill up by Casa. Yep. Well, that road back there, Dunn Road, uh, was where hoops lived. Well, okay. we could get there through the woods. Oh, yeah. And so we would Perfect. like ride up through the woods uh, behind my house up to there. And it was like, it's like almost, it's like a three minute drive now. Right. It's like a five minute bike ride. But, you know, it, it was just one of those really fun things. Yeah. And my brother's friend, uh, he had a friend named Chad Ward who um, works, I think his war- wife works for Microsoft. So he's out in Seattle and stuff. But the way those guys treated me was, was so much fun. Like, I'm sure they messed with me a bunch. Right. Um, and like, I, I had a lisp or kind of a speech impediment to where I couldn't say my fours all the way, like my R's. And I remember um, it was either Chad Ward, it was either Chad Ward, Matt Hoops, or Brad Miller, uh, Avery and Ashton's dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, would ask me like how I did the night, day before. And I'd be like, I went full for full. <laughs> and <laughs> they like, loved it. Yeah. Loved and it. it was, they had so much fun with it, but it, also, I think it helped that I was I was good at stuff, and right. I, I wasn't real annoying. I don't think. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, know, you never know. Well, but well, like I'm 35 now, and I, hoops has been involved with me for 35 years, so right. I was I wasn't that annoying. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's it's you know, you, you don't necessarily. It wasn't always my friends, but it was they were my friends, and because because they were my friends and we got along, they became my friends later in life, and it's yeah, it's, you know, awesome things I've been thankful for. That's uh once again, I can, uh, it's fine. Well, once again, that I can relate to that because, uh, my sisters, I mean, both of them being older, right. um, I was always around all the older guys. Uh, you'll once my number one comes, you'll see what yeah. we did a lot. Uh, but all of her friends, they'd come over and hang out with me a lot because I was kind of, you're kind of head devil, weren't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah. A lot of, they just, yeah, I did a bunch of crazy stuff, but they would, they I was kind of head of where I was with my age. And, uh, it's funny. I actually seen a couple of them the other day, and I still hang out with some of their friends. Like, mm-hmm. uh, but I was the ball boy right. in sixth grade while they were seniors, you know. But mm-hmm. it was just a respect that we had for each other. Um, but yeah, it was good. Like that, like you said, growing up, they probably made fun of me a lot. But at, like at that point, you're just like, oh, you're part of the guys. That's something that you want to do. So right. it was awesome. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, so what is your number three? Uh, I have Lake Trip. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Kennedy, his uh, grandparents have a nice. Um, lake house out in tennessee mm-hmm. on lake norris and it is the best time of our lives like it, <laughs> they have every toy known to man out there that you mm-hmm. can play on do whatever and i think it's the same thing we started going out there when i moved here in eighth mm-hmm. grade and uh they we kind of became best friends real quick bk and i and they they just let us kind of have free roam on that lake like we we could roam it was huge we'd go we'd get on the jet skis go wherever we wanted mm-hmm. and there's restaurants there gas stations so it was like basically your own car on the water right meeting a bunch of people i mean a bunch of friends um but we still we have connections still to this day from like a bunch of girls about you know what i mean like yeah. just just meeting new people it's still it's awesome uh just from all over the, it was kind of our way it's kind of like not really like college, but it was kind of in a sense like our college at the time. Yeah. Like we were getting away, meeting new people. Uh, we got our own cars, quote unquote, you know. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a good time. And it was the same thing. We found a bunch of rope swings out there, just yeah. hidden spots that we loved. And uh, I, I just, uh, we still do that to this day. Um, right. Should be coming up soon. I hope BK's listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that sounds like something you should be doing. Yeah. But 
yeah, it's it's one of the best times. Like I wouldn't trade it for the world. So yeah, there's this uh, there's this place at Disney World. This it's not there anymore. Um, it was called uh, River Country. Okay. They had um, you've been to Disney World, right? Yeah. You know how they have like Blizzard Beach and Typhoon oh, yeah. Lagoon. Well, this was a third one. This is the original. It was River Country, and it was supposed to be like a watering hole, which would be like a lake right. kind of thing, and it had rope swings and all oh, this really cool stuff. That's awesome. And I just we went. Um, I think it was 1998. And we went on spring break and uh, my mom and her friend, and there's three kids. And we went to all the water parks too, because they think my mom thought, you know, they're right. not, they're not going to like the Disney stuff where I would have, I don't know about the other two, right. but um, we went and did these like rope swings and stuff at this place. I was like, why have we never been here before? <laughs> and then we went back uh, 2003. We were trying to figure out what water park we were going to go to. They closed it. They closed it like two months later after we went there. Really? There's like some real bad infectious disease in the water. <laughs> but, it, but it was it was so much fun because like lake stuff is so much fun yeah, to do. It's and awesome. it's just, you know, it's because you can do so many things that are kind of like kid like things. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's not always necessarily um the safest. <laughs> yeah, but right. but usually you're you're protected or you're in water. So Right. That, that's uh Gabe Fisher and I, I mean, we have some crazy stories, but uh, we, we've been through a fair share of almost near death experiences yeah. at the lake. Uh, I mean, it's, it's been scary, but like, we're always like, we're like, well, I remember one time we were going, we topped out the jet ski, it was going 72 and we were actually, wow. believe it or not, <laughs> believe it or not, looking for girls <laughs> to hang out with. Yeah. And I, he was, I was like, yo, I was on the back, hold up. I was like, yo, look to your right. He looks over and I'm like. There's some girls, right? And there's like a family. Yeah. And he's like, Yeah, let's pull over there. And as we're doing it, a big boat came by and we hit their weight. Oh. Just launched us going <laughs> semi two. The most embarrassing. Those girls did not want to hang out with us after that. <laughs> Threw us off. We hit. I felt like I just hit concrete. I literally yeah. like the wind's knocked out. You can't breathe. The jet ski just keeps go, like kind of just glides off. Yeah. And we're just like, I right, finally gave, gave my breath back. I'm like, <laughs> Are you alive? And people are those people are yelling from the shore, making sure we're okay. They just watch this wipe out. He's like, "I'm good. Are you good?" I'm like, "Dude, I can't. I can't move." Like, I yeah. moved, but we've had too many of those. But like I said, I mean, I wouldn't trade that for anything. Right. Those are memories that we'll talk about forever. Mm-hmm. So, and then number two on my list is living room catch. Um, I would. I don't want to get too deep into stuff, but like with my dad, he, he wasn't always like he had worked in Columbus and eventually he moved up there. But every time he would come home, we would play catch and it would either be outside or in the living room. Well, in the living room, there's, we still have an area between our chair and our wall where it separates into the hallway. Well, he would roll me ground balls constantly. Oh, yeah. And like, I, I don't know how long it was, but it always felt like hours. And it ended up making it to where I was like a really good infielder in baseball because all, all, I, all I wanted to do, like we would take a, uh, it was a racquetball because we didn't want to throw a baseball in the house or anything, but I would always have to work on, work on my hands and stuff. And that's where the baseball coach in him was. And it was just one of those things I just really enjoyed. And like when I watched like kids now that don't know how to like move their feet side to side <laughs> to the field, I'm like, I learned that when I was like yeah. four. Did you, did you play catch in the living room? Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, we would never really full on throw or anything, but right. it was, it was always so much fun. And 
my he coached my brother's teams growing up. I think that's where I got into coaching was um, trying to like sub like I don't want to say subdermally because that's not the word. Like kind of subtly in my mind was like, oh, I'm gonna get into this because that's what my dad likes to do. Right, so I thought right. it'd make more of a connection. Right. Um, you know, and that's it, it is something that we've always been able to talk about. And but I, I just remember growing up, just every time he came home, we played catch in the living room. That's and awesome. it, it was so much fun. That is um, awesome. So what was your number two? Uh mine is park ball. So that's that kind of built a foundation. It was kind of like um bouncing off my number one like my number one is something kind of relatable to that mm-hmm. but it was like another version of it and it's it, my number one we didn't have it anymore and in the park they had like behind uh in yoktanji behind chs mm-hmm. they had uh there was like nine i think it started up pretty high and as everyone dunked on it it got lower and yeah. lower through the years but it's probably like a nine foot hoop and i mean it was just fun we'd run three on three two on two and everyone would be out there and by the time we were done the first time i went out there I didn't get picked up. I was really young. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, uh, I think it was Zach Johnson dunked mm-hmm. on somebody, and I was like, "Dude, I, I'm I'm gonna be dunked on him." Before. So, like that's, that, that was <laughs> yeah. my mentality. Right. I was like in seventh grade. I think I went out there when I was in Jackson, actually. Um, so then I moved in. When we moved in here, I was in eighth grade. Went out there. I played, and after the first time, it was like everyone knew me after that from mm-hmm. the park. And I know, like. A lot of people knew from Yoda as time went on, but it started in the park, really. Like, yeah. you dunk on somebody, and, like, it got to the point where they wouldn't let Gabe Fisher and I be on teams because oh, you yeah. were getting dunked on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was like a double alley-oop, you turn around, okay, now you're getting dunked on. But uh, those were the best games. I mean, and you had to be tough because you were getting fouled, mugged, mm-hmm. and uh, there'd be grown men out there sometimes, uh, and you're just like, well, we're going to dunk on you too, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's park ball, and I kind of put, like, slash – Oh, you see ball because we'd have snow days and our eighth grade team really didn't get to play much because we beat everybody by right. 70 without playing. Mm-hmm. I remember one game we were playing. I'm not going to mention the, the school's yeah. name, but it was like we scored like 30 points in three minutes and sat out for four quarters, like three and a half quarters yeah. because like we just were so ahead of our time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And, uh, it was like, well, we didn't even play. So we'd go on game days up to OUC and run against grown men mm-hmm. or older kids that are in high school, five on five. And I think that actually built our team a lot because, I mean, we were getting chemistry right. from actually playing older people and beating them. We'd, keep, we'd go up to OUC on a snow day and uh, we'd, we'd keep the court for the whole day. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm not saying there's the best comp up there, but, like, but still. Were, we were 15, 14, 15 years old. And we're playing against grown adults, and they were getting mad. And yeah. they'd be like, what the heck? What are you guys eating? <laughs> kind of like dunking, you know, rim grazers type yeah. thing. And they're like, what's going on? But that was those were just like just really fun times for us and our team. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was good. It was like starting in my first year here. So I was yeah. like, this is – I've made the right decision, you know, coming right. to Unyota. So Yeah, good. you never know how those things are going to come together. Right, right. Um, and it's, it's good that you had kind of a, a welcoming – group right yeah um could have went completely opposite right yeah yeah and then my number one um is actually probably a lot of people's number one is christmas morning oh yeah um i i remember and my mom did this amazingly she actually still up until we started to go up to columbus all the time for christmas like she did this really well where she would not put a single present out until christmas eve until santa came Right, Santa came, you know. Um, 
And I remember I would walk from my room um, down the hall and just be like, oh my God, there's presents everywhere. <laughs> like it felt like there was presents for like years coming right? out. Like it was going to, it was going to take hours to get through all this stuff. And it, and she would hide it everywhere. Like you would never be able to like, I never wanted to find it. Right. Cause you know, I, yeah. I knew, but I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to find it. So I didn't look that hard. But one year when I was a little older, I did look, I couldn't find it. I don't know where she put this stuff. <laughs> and she did such a good job of it. And, you know, it, it was just, it was just something every year I knew was coming. And, you know, as we got older, the, the, right. the pile yeah. got a little smaller, but at the same time, it was like, Oh my God, this is like, right. this is the greatest day ever. Uh, I, I remember my, my grandma got my brother a, Nintendo Entertainment System, the original NES, the like uh, eight bit okay. games. Oh yeah. my god, we played that <laughs> so much, and we played it. Uh, I think we played. It might have been play the original PlayStation. Might have been the the most memorable Christmas to me because my sister had a friend that came over and had like a breakdown in our living room. But my brother was like, "Hey, don't don't worry about going out there. We'll we'll just stay in here and just like growing up playing playing all these games." And, right. This is um, learning all kinds of stuff like and I, I remember opening and just opening toys being like i'm not gonna play with that for a couple months and i got this one right, <laughs> right. here it's like you got so much awesome stuff and like it's one of those things i'm always thankful for is just like how great christmas morning was because oh, yeah. my mom did it she did it right that's uh i like that number one because mm-hmm. i think that a lot of people can relate to that like you said being fortunate enough to have that opportunity right. yeah uh, that same with my parents. They did the same thing. They made me believe in Santa Claus for forever. Mm-hmm. My mom never wanted me to believe yeah. me. You know what I mean? But uh, I was always, I was always, like, I was hardcore. When I found out he wasn't real, I, I cried. I'm not going to lie. Mm. I was so upset because it was like, was there's no year, way. Right? What it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually this past Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, but uh, it was just like, there's no way he's not real. Because like you said, you go, you go to bed with no presents under there. Mm. And then all of a sudden, there's all these presents. And yeah. I'm just like. I'd go to my cousin's houses or some friends and they'd always have presents. I'd be like, what's that about? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's no, like, but, uh, it was cool. And they'd write like from Santa and then someone would be from mom and dad, you know what yeah. I mean? Like type. That's type, what I like. Yeah. Too. Yeah. It was like, you'd be like, Oh, okay. Let's see what Santa, you know what I mean? Yeah. The difference. It was cool. But, uh, I like that. Number one. I think that, I think that that would, that's definitely one that I can, I could put as my number one as right. well. But, uh, so what's your, uh, your top of the tower? Uh, only the OGs know about this one. Uh, we have house. We have names for all of my houses because I've moved like probably ten times, honestly. Mm. Um, and they, we call it the OG house because basement basketball oh, created, yeah. created beasts. Um, so we had we actually had a full court, and it was like I mean, of course not real, like, right. but it was uh, it was pretty good distance. It was enough where we could play three on three at the time, and we had actual regulation breakaway rims studded into the walls. Cause they were like cement walls mm. and they're breakaway dude. I'm telling you, I've had broken noses down there, black <laughs> eyes, fingers broken. We'd knock out a light bulb and then you're jumping and laying on glass. Like it really, like when I say it built beasts, I mean, I'm telling you, like you were about to go to war. Cause there was no, it wasn't basketball rules. It was yeah. like tackle ball, but you're getting dunked on us. You know what I mean? But that was really like, when I think about it, there's actually some videos on YouTube. And one of my buddies yesterday was like, Actually, last night called me. I was like, "Hey, for your next video, we need to react to one of some of our games down there." Yeah, and I was like, "That's a good idea." But I so eventually you'll probably see some of that. But nice. it's just one of those things that like 
like I, I don't think that like anybody had a setup like we did because it was just, the real rims made it. You know, yeah. I mean, I knocked out my front tooth fake still from to this day <laughs> because of those rims. Um, but it's just something like I really would say between Pee Wee football and that is why I can kind of take some stuff what I can take today because mm-hmm. it just literally like I mean my buddy he puts on a pair of glasses John Lawson from Westfall mm-hmm. he puts on a pair of glasses and his it's on the side of his face because his nose, nose is so crooked yeah. from hitting a pole down there when we were playing <laughs> like but uh yeah everyone if you ask him about basement basketball it's probably their favorite memory mm-hmm. of all time so yeah it's I I remember hearing about it from you guys and it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's awesome like I I had a uh, my basement floor is it's not concrete, but it, it kind of mm-hmm. is. Um, and we had one hoop, but also our ceiling was way too low, so we right. couldn't really shoot on it. Um, but I like to go down there, and I still see like we have ha- clothes hanging on it now. But it's just like, man, it was so much fun oh, to, yeah. to go play. And I, I would, uh, we also had these, we had hampers. Uh, I remember my brother had a, had a clothes hamper on his door. But it wasn't tied at the bottom. Okay, okay. It was open because it was a basket close right. hanger. Well, we would just play basketball That's all the time. Awesome. And uh, I remember playing against hoops a couple times on there. And and you know how intense he is. Oh, yeah. Like, I, know, I know you beat him, though. I know you- No. <laughs> no. Oh, it's uh, competitive. Age. Yeah. Unless, unless he let me win, then that would have been the only way. I don't uh, see him doing that either. Right. <laughs> he yeah. He doesn't take losing well. Yeah. So, um, We're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back with a little bit more One More Ride. All right, we're back with um, One More Ride with John Bruce, with my guest, Logan Swackhammer. Um, One of the big things, Logan, on the show is kind of being very open about the anxiety, depression, mental health disorders, uh, trying to eliminate the stigma of them. And, you know, I've been very, you, you've heard me, I'm very right. open and honest right. about it to show that, you know, just because you have this, this thing that, you know, you, you may have to medicate for it. You may have to use different coping mechanisms, whatever you have, you can still live your life. You can still do things that you want to do. Um, you know, we, we kind of talked a little bit off air, but how, how has, you know, uh, anxiety, depression affected you? Um, I kind of have like two incidences with this. Uh, when I was younger, I was always like um, too strong minded. You know what I mean? I was mm-hmm. like basically saying that's never going to hit me. Like, right. Because I was just numb to the fact that when I was young, thought I was invincible. You know what I mean? But uh, I go, I'm supposed to move. I'm supposed to move my senior year. I don't know if you remember to Florida. And we actually yes. did. Um, and that was a big ordeal. My dad, with his job and everything, he was like, hey, we might have to go to Florida. Like, I mean, you, you could stay basically saying I could stay if I wanted, but like, yeah. I didn't want to be away from my family. Like mm-hmm. I know that killed them. Yeah. Um, cause more than likely for college, I was going away anyway. Yeah. So, uh, but they, um, I was like, dude, I don't care. Like, let's go, let's do it. Cause for their sake, it's better for the family. And, yeah. uh, they, my dad was like, are you sure? He's like going through everything. You're not going to break any of the records. He's like, you're going to break every record at Unioda this year. He's like, it's going to be your best year. You're gonna be the most winning, winningest person ever. Like you're gonna do all that. You're gonna win a fourth gold ball. And I was like, I don't like I don't care. And in yeah. my mind, I was like, you know, you guys kind of that'd be cool. But like I told him, I was like, I don't care. It's right. it's about y'all, it's about us. Like, we need to do this. And I moved away and I was just like, man, like <laughs> I had to sell my Jeep. Like I, yeah. I had this bunch of stuff. We got rid of our house, and I was just like, 
it didn't really set in until we set to go. And I had to tell my friends bye, hug them. And I was like, dang, like, I'm never coming back here. Like, because more likely I'm not going to come back to Chillicothe, Ohio if I have no right. attachments, you know, no strings. But uh, so it kind of hit me. And I was in Florida. And I was just like, dude, you'd think living on the beach, like our backyard was literally the beach. Like mm. it was what everyone here wants, you know what right. I mean? Quote, unquote. Yeah. But I was just like, this isn't what I want. And uh, I came home. All I did was go to the gym. And I came home from the gym one day and it, we weren't even there for long. It was like, right. like a week or two, but I came over to the gym. And my parents are sitting there and I'm like, what's wrong? And they just don't, they just look discouraged. And I'm just like, uh, like, well, uh, I got offered another job back in Ohio. Da, 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 do you want to go? And I was like, yeah, let's yeah. go. But, <laughs> so I thought it was all over. And like, it really hit me when we got back and like, my parents would never let me be homeless. Like they're just, they're, they'd give everything yeah. to be, but I'm not going to get too deep into it, but we, were, we had a rough time uh, bounced around in a hotel my first day. You know mm. what I mean? I didn't even know where my clothes were. I came in. Right. Uh, it was rough. And it kind of it kind of, it kind of affected our family a lot with kind of depression and stuff. Mm. But uh, Yeah, because that's rough. Yeah, it was rough. Like, and especially, like, I've never been really used to that. I mean, my parents have spoiled me my whole life, honestly. Like, I mean, I've worked for a lot of things, but they've definitely, like, made sure I was okay. Yeah. You know? Um, so then going from that to what we are, I mean, what we had, we didn't have much um, bouncing around. took us a while to find a house, actually, that we could rent at least. Mm. Uh, but the Union Yoda community actually was amazing with that. They uh, they helped us find houses and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that really – that's when it first kind of hit me. And it wasn't, like, major. It was just kind of like seeing my family like that. I was like, man, I, like, I just didn't know how to deal with it. But I'm really – I keep my emotions in. I don't, I don't right. really – I don't really, uh, I mean, unless it's like on the court or something, like you're going, yeah. to, you're going to know how I feel. But uh, emotions like that, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of view it as in my mind. I just like don't want to seem weak, which is dumb. I mean, mm. it's dumb, but that's kind of how I grew, taught myself growing right. up. Like no one else taught me yeah. that but myself. Um, and so I just kept it in, and uh, no one really knew that. And then this past summer, I was told. So many people don't know because the way I played as well it actually hurts when I run like mm-hmm. my uh, lungs and uh, this past summer, the doctor, I went to the doctors and they basically told me that I was never going to be playing basketball again. Like mm-hmm. I was medically done retired. Yeah. And I uh, hearing that for someone that basically life, all of basketball, I mean, there's more to it. Yeah. Um, but hearing that literally destroyed me. Um, I was sleeping in the gym. I actually got kicked out of Union's gym just about every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, janitors there, here and there. And I was just like, they're like, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. I'm sleeping in here. I'm sleeping in the weight room. Like, cause I was like, it's over. Like I'm, yeah. I'm literally done. And it kind of like makes me want to get emotional now talking about it. But it's like, wow, my whole entire life I've worked up to this to be stopped by my, myself. By you know your body, I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. And, uh, not many people know that, but like in high school, I couldn't even ask hoops. I couldn't even run a mile when, mm. in like under 10 minutes because my lungs were so bad. And they actually told me that it's, I ended up fi- figuring out it was just a birth defect, but it took me the whole summer. I mean, I went to bed crying. I woke up crying. Mm-hmm. And then I would go and work out and just be like, why am I doing this? But it was all I knew. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, it was a tough time. Um, you can ask, I mean, my girlfriend, she was <laughs> she was like, what is going on? Because she's in Florida. Yeah. She didn't know. She's like, what's going on with you? And I was just like, I don't know. I've never been like this, but I was miserable. I made everybody around me miserable. My family right. was like, you're hard to live with right now. But I didn't tell them because I held it in. And it was just. I finally told my dad, and I actually – I can't say it on here, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> so a quote that I told my dad when he he was going through all that with our family, uh, basically just saying, 
are you going to be the man or am I going to be the man? Mm-hmm. When we were both kind of in that situation. And then I remember him coming down to my room in here and being like, are you going to be a man? Like just quoted it back to me. Yeah. And I was like, that's really what got me out of it is because I was like, this isn't me. Like my, like, this isn't me. So, right. but uh, yeah, it's still, I mean, I still deal with it today, but like I'm playing and uh, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, good. and for something like that, that, that can, I, I would guess that would be something to make you real anxious because you don't oh, yeah. know when it's going to really yeah. flare it, uh, up. And Going to school and especially transferring schools, it's uh, the only thing that I'm scared of. And I think that preparation makes you not have worries. Like, that's how I view yeah. it. So, like, in a game, I'm not going to be worried because I've prepared myself to be in that situation a yeah. hundred times. Hitting the final shot, I was like, how, how are you not nervous? Well, I've done it a hundred times. Right. Um, but with running, like conditioning – it's the first thing you do when you go to school yeah and these coaches are putting the, all this money into you mm-hmm. and then they see you run like that's what happened my freshman year they're like you're so out of shape i'm like i, I promise i'm not like yeah. but i can't say that i just did i was like yeah i'll get it right so i had to run a mile in five minutes and 30 seconds and i just couldn't do it i literally got um like six minutes and i just couldn't get 5 30 i couldn't do mm-hmm. it and uh they finally realized that something was wrong with me, and they're like, "They just kept making me run it." But I was like, yeah. "Like I'm in physical pain right now. I want to cry, but I, I mean, I can't because that's what I'm here for." But yeah, that's like I get really anxious thinking about like the conditioning we'll do, right. and it's not because I don't want to do it because I still like I gotta do it. Um, um, and I was actually supposed to sit out this past year conditioning, but I still right. did it because that's who I am. Like I don't, but uh, yeah, it's 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 tough because going to the school, I'm just like dang, like, I, I'm going to have to go run a mile, and, like, I really can't beat time. Like, yeah. I can't beat them. Like, I just can't. But they kind of told me that I have, like, a max of the condition I can be in because mm-hmm. of it, and that's kind of where I've stayed my whole life is that max. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, that's that's where yeah. I'm at. <laughs> yeah, there was a, uh, there was another Unioda girl that graduated and played soccer, and she had to do to meet, like, a certain goal, and it's a beep test or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And she just couldn't make it. Yeah, yeah, and like for whatever reason, they did a lot of stuff off of it. Well, then once it came time to play, they're like, "Oh, she right, needs, she needs to play." It doesn't really matter right. on, on some of this stuff. So I, I do think some of that stuff's like kind of antiquated and needs to be. Yeah, it's it. Everyone's different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and a lot of coaches are kind of realizing that uh, playing basketball gets you in the basketball shape. Yep. And uh, there's some old school ones. I mean, kind of like, yeah, whatever. You're gonna have that where they like to run you to death, which is fine too. But I've ran, I ran miles every single day before I went to school, mm-hmm. and it didn't change anything. You right. know what I mean, like it didn't just because I met that max. So. Right. You just, if you're, if yeah. you're gonna push it more, that wasn't gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. It just it gets to the point where I pass out. Like uh, I'll be lifting weights, and I'll be doing too much weight, and like I'll get to the top, about to put on the rack hit the rack and I'm down. I'm out. You know what I mean? And it's scary. Like I've dropped multiple times, uh, especially when it's hot summer days in park ball. Actually, I, uh, one of my favorite things I passed out there multiple times, just like blacked out. It's been like, everyone's like, you good? Oh yeah, I'm good. Just kind of like not telling. Cause like people are gonna make yeah. you stop playing. That's just not right. And the doctor was like, you keep doing it. Like that summer was like, you're going to die. And I was like, but die on the court yeah. <laughs> like and that sounds dumb but like i didn't know anything oh like, but that's when you're a competitor that's... yeah i was just like let it if it happens it happens but uh I'm glad you got that taken care of yeah it's, it's not gonna happen yeah it's it's, it's kind of it's just mentally uh 
where they told me nothing's changed, but they mentally just helped me by saying that I'm not going to die yeah. by that. You know what I mean? Like, um, so it's not as rough, but right. Um, so we'll be back with one last segment, um, here with Logan Swack and on one more ride. Be right back. It's time for one more thing. All right, now for one one more thing here with John Bruce and Logan Swackhammer. Uh, Logan, you know, thank you for being on. Really appreciate you. Do you want to uh, kind of say how people can follow you on all the different platforms and whatnot? Yeah, um, Instagram, Twitter, that's kind of where I announce uh, – when my videos drop, but, uh, that's I fly swack one as well. And then YouTube, of course, that's my main thing right now that I'm doing. Uh, that's I fly swack one too. So, uh, just look that up, subscribe to me. Um, and you can see all my videos. They'll be, uh, coming in in abundance here soon. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a really fun channel to follow, especially if you enjoy basketball at all or Logan, which I like both. So it ends <laughs> up go. working out, but you know, I, we've talked about some stuff off the air too on some videos coming up. Um, I know your video with Dylan Swingle um, sounds like it's going to be a really good one, uh, especially for high school kids right yeah. now to see as they're getting ready to make their college choices. Um, I think that's going to be, you know, it's, it's fun, but it's also really good information. So yeah. I think that's going to be really good to have out there. Um, and then kind of like in this last segment, we talk about different things we were watching um, or, suggestions we have for people is there anything out there that you suggest for people uh right now i've just been really uh watching youtube stuff just trying to see some videos that other people have done that have reached a big audience and uh kind of like basketball youtubers like Devonte friga he played d3 mount union he's a good uh good youtuber uh dc he i actually did a video with him he's from washington dc uh, but on netflix i just watched a movie the other night um I think it's called Greater. It's about this football player that growing up, he wasn't very good, wasn't very talented. They kind of make that clear. Um, didn't even really enjoy the game. And then he had a rough home life with his dad. Mm-hmm. And uh, everyone basically told him that he couldn't be a Razorback. He's from Arkansas. Arkansas yeah. And uh, he wanted to be. And he got an offer to a smaller school, like a Arkansas Tech. Mm-hmm. And uh, – he wanted to go to Arkansas, so I let you go watch that. But it's yeah. it's kind of like I related to it kind of in, in certain ways, mm-hmm. and uh, it it kind of hit home. So I go uh, go watch that. I yeah, so that. it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yep. Um, so for me, I just I, I go back to the really good stuff that's on Netflix. Um, in the middle of Shit's Creek and Breaking Bad, oh, yeah. we <laughs> talked about Shit's Creek a little bit. It's 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 so ridiculous. Um, but over the top <laughs> yeah it's it i i've really enjoyed it so far it's I, I like those movies or shows that don't have the laugh track so you can laugh you can decide what's funny or right yeah, yeah um, of course. and if they're well written it's pretty easy and i think that's a really well written over the top ridiculous show oh, yeah. um also just been kind of um catching up with some different things um putting together a 
basketball tournament. I think it, most of it's out on Southern Ohio Sports Authority about the greatest SVC team. And, Vote you and Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Vote you and Yoda. Yeah, you're on there a couple times. Well, four times at least because yeah. of the gold balls and whatnot. Yeah, um, yeah so that, that article should be out there um, by now. Um, different articles every day should be really fun to read, um, especially if you like basketball in our area. And uh, once again, thank you for being on. And uh, we'll catch up with you again soon. Thank you once again for listening to One More Ride. You can follow us on social media at One More Ride JB on Twitter and on Instagram. My personal Twitter account is at Coconut Wall Papa. You can follow us and subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. While you're there, if you give us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you, and have a wonderful rest of your day.